Hello, my podcast family. This is Joseph Helen, your friend. I'm teaching on how to do business the Jesus way. It's also called the Pragmatumai Code, how to do business the Jesus way. And it's also called the Pragmatumai Code. I go straight to the Word of God. Luke 19, verse 13, the Bible says, And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come now. It's important for you to appreciate the fact that God uses codes. In this particular case, we are talking about 10. Every time God wants to do something significant, he uses number 10. Every time he wants to do something significant, he uses number 10. So here, Jesus is giving 10, he's giving 10 servants 10 pounds. Now, please appreciate as well, that when Abraham wanted to get a wife for his son Isaac, he sent Eliezer with ten camels. When God wanted to introduce himself to the nation of Israel, he brought them ten commandments. When Jesus was talking about his second coming, he gave a parable about ten virgins, five that were foolish and five that were wise. So God uses number 10 when he wants to do his work, when he wants to exhibit or manifest his responsibility on the face of the earth. He uses 10. So here are 10 servants. Each of them has been given 10 servants. Each of them has been given uh, a pound. So 10 servants, 10 pounds. And he said unto them, Occupy till I come. Now the word of God is deep because the word of God is spirit. And here the word occupy is the Greek word pragmatiumai. Pragmatiumai. Now pragmatiumai is derived from the word pragma. P-R-A-G-M-A. Pragma. Okay. So when you say pragmatiumai, then now you're making it uh, an action word. Okay. A verb. Pragmatiumai. Occupy. Until I come. Now, we need to define the word pragmatumai. What exactly does it mean? Now, it means to be occupied in anything, to have an occupation. That's why Jesus said, occupy, have an occupation, okay? A job, something you do. Occupy until I come. It also means to carry on business, to carry on business, to do business. So Jesus is saying, You ten servants, here are ten pounds. And I want you to get an occupation, get a job, get doing something, a career, and carry on business. It also means be a banker or trader. Pragma also means being a banker, being in the money market, or being a trader. Okay? So, do you see how God really wants you to work? You know, I get asked questions time and again. People ask me, how do I know my calling? How do I know my purpose? What is it that God called me to do? And often when I answer them, they think I'm not being serious. Because I want to hear something amazing like, oh, now you're going to be a great prophet or something. Not everybody's called into the fivefold ministry. That's why the Bible says he gave some, not all, apostles and others, pastors, others, evangelists, etc., etc. If you read the book of Ephesians, especially if you read Ephesians chapter 2, 3, and 4. It talks a lot about the ministry. And then, of course, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, you will learn a lot about the gifts, the tools that God gives his church so that the church can operate with power. 
But not everyone is called into the fivefold ministry. Some are called into business, into the marketplace. Others are called into certain professions like medicine, research. Others are called into manufacturing, industry, and all that is called pragma. And when you do that job, then it's called pragma to your mind. Okay? Pragma to your mind. Okay. I hope you're understanding these beautiful things, ladies and gentlemen. Pragma, pragma to your mind. Occupy. Occupy till I come, he says. Okay? All right. Now, the word pragma itself, where we derive pragma to your mind from, is an accomplished fact, something born out of research or a point of reference. So if you're a, a person who writes books, if you're a writer of books, a writer of plays, a writer of movies, if you know how to do soundtracks for movies, if you know how to do photography, videography, if you're a dancer, whatever, that which you do, that accomplished fact is pragma. So Jesus says, accomplish this fact. Do research until I return. Okay, research methodologies and the like. So that there's a point of reference. You see? So Jesus was really saying, do that which you are talented in, do that which you are skillful in, until I return. Okay, so pragma also means a business or a commercial transaction. A business or a commercial transaction. Business or commercial transaction. So Jesus says, have a business or commercial, commercial transaction till I return. And a matter at law in a forensic sense. So he says, be a lawyer until I return. A matter at law. A matter in the courts. Be an attorney till I return. So he encompasses every single aspect of any career you could ever want to do. In the book of Luke chapter 19 and verse 13. Okay. So... You as a child of God must be at the highest level in every area of the economies of our societies. You must be in business. You must be top lawyers, doctors, real estate gurus, best-selling authors, pundits in every field of expertise. Because Jesus said that's what you ought to do. Of course, doing these based on the wisdom of God as revealed in his word. Okay? So he wants us to develop an occupation. He wants us to get into business he wants us to continue in that business and to grow income until he returns. Okay? And while in that occupation, you need to create a tribe. What is a tribe? A tribe is a group of people with a common interest. So if you are all lawyers and you get into the law or legal society, that legal society is called ethnos or a tribe. If you're all bankers and you get into your money society, whatever you want to call it, that is your ethnos. That is a group of people with a common interest. If you're in a society, cooperative society, for example, that cooperative society is what we call an ethnos or a tribe. If you're speaking the same language, the same financial language, the same business language, the same professional language, you have a lingua or a jargon that you use. If you're a bunch of musicians and you come together to make work easier because the Bible says two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. In the book of Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9, Two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. You need to be in a company, in a group of people for you to be successful. Lone rangers might shoot up really fast, but they also uh, fall and disappear and dissipate just as fast. Okay? 
Glory to Jesus forevermore. I can see my wonderful friends are online. On Nyando Osborne saying, Welcome, Apostle Helen. God bless you. Love you so very much. The Apostle of Love is here. Nearly David, my precious sisters online. I love you so very much. My wonderful friend and colleague and partner, Judith Jaguna, is online. I love you so very much. She says, Good evening. I love you guys. Invite your friends. Tell them the Apostle of Love is on. And Daisy Quinga, a precious one. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Please tell your friends the Apostle of Love is online, ready to transform your lives, okay? So Jesus wants you as a, a nation of doctors, a nation of lawyers, a nation of entrepreneurs, a nation of real estate moguls, a nation of nurses, a nation of artists, fine artists, whatever form of art, a nation of professionals in the area of academics, uh, professors, teachers, lecturers, a nation of uh, dancers, thespians, those who act for us in movies. He wants you to do that until he returns. That's your calling. That's what you are created to do. But as you do it, follow the principles of the kingdom of God, the word of God as revealed in the Holy Scriptures. Harriet Mohando, God bless you. She says, watch it from Kakamega, Kenya. God bless you, my dear. Love you so very much. So your job is your ministry that which you have skills in that which you love to do maybe you know how to work by use of your hands that's your ministry that's your calling that's what the spirit of god is saying you should do until he returns isn't that wonderful so the question as to what your calling or your purpose is has now been answered it is your occupation what are you occupied in what is your career the lord wants you to do that in the name of jesus the Lord wants you to do that supernaturally by use of the prophetic gifting he's given you, by use of the, the love that he's given you, so that in your environment, people feel loved and, and cared for. And if they fall sick, you heal them. So your employees never fall sick. He wants you to operate that way, eliminate demons and eliminate sickness and disease and troubles and strives and fightings so that you can occupy until he returns. So 10, the 10 pounds given to 10 servants, really is the prophetic symbolism for the talent, the gift given to you, okay? So that you have a responsibility to execute your mandate as a child of God. That's why it's 10. That's what 10 stands for in the prophetic realm. So if you look at the book of Matthew 18 verse 19, the Bible says, Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. Now, Matthew 18 verse 19 talks about teamwork. Two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. You want to be successful financially. Remember, it's Monday. I, I deal with money. How to become rich. I want you rich, prosperous, and successful. And I'm teaching you how it's done. You want to be successful. Make sure you're in partnership with one person or two or three or four. Don't do things on your own. Even if you've started on your own, get someone else because two is better than one. You get a better reward for your labor. If you work as a team, you get much more. If it is money, you'll make much more. That is God's wisdom. But if you're one person, you may think you're really making it, but you don't have a good reward for your labor. So the Bible says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching pragma, the word anything there is the Greek pragma, where we derive pragmatiomai from, where 
Jesus says in Luke 19 verse 13, Occupy, pragmatumai, until I return. Be a doctor, be a nurse, be a teacher, be a business person, be an agronomist, a person who deals in agriculture, be whatever, an industrialist, run factories, manufacture things until I return. And the Bible says if any two of you come together, and the Bible says, and you're in agreement on earth as touching pragma, the word anything, that is the same word pragma, anything that they shall ask, the Bible says, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And this is why the marriage union is so powerful, because there are two people that are in agreement. This is why the devil hates marriage. He fights marriage all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment, if you're a woman, the moment a genuine man gets into your life to love you, you start making money. The things you do, you just start bringing money. The moment a woman gets into your life and starts loving you, you start making money. Because you're doing what's called pragma. It's pragmatumai. Are you getting the revelation of the word of God here? Okay, this is why the devil hates it. If somebody loves you and they want to marry you, he hates it. He will fight marriage. He wants divorce. He wants people to disagree and go their separate ways so that pragma doesn't happen. So pragma doesn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, there are only two things on the face of the earth. Once you're saved and you love Jesus, your Lord and Savior, if you have money, you're good to go. If you have a family, you're good to go. Just money and family, those two things. What brings stress on the face of the earth is marital problems, relational problems, and financial problems. After that, physical health problems. Yeah. In fact, most physical health problems arise because people fought in their marriages, disagreed, rejection makes you bitter and then you fall sick, or your business has fallen and crumbled and you've gone broke and you're depressed and then depression brings sickness. You see, if we can fix the two, money and marriage, Money and you coming together in partnership with somebody. Money and you coming together in collaboration with somebody. The Bible says anything you agree on, if you draw an agreement, that thing will be done. The Bible says it is so powerful. The Bible says it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So I'm giving you wisdom for business. You want to do business, don't, don't run that chicken thing alone. Get one other person, preferably your spouse. Or your best friend. Yes, of course, you'll disagree and all that. Doesn't the Bible say we are ministers of reconciliation? If you disagree with somebody, reconcile right back. Forgive them. Bless them. Okay, don't fear. But you're better off in partnership. That's what we call pragma. I can see Naomi Omboche saying good evening. God bless you, my dear. Love you so very much. This is the arena of love. Okay, Dero, my precious son. He says, hey, dad, love ya. Love you right back, my precious one, the strength of my youth. You're so amazing, aren't you? You know, uh, our children are always supporting us in the ministry. They're part and parcel of what we do. So my wife is seated with our babies, together with the rest of our family members. My mom is somewhere around too. And of course, we have Alex, our, our engineer, the one that enables you to see and to hear in these broadcasts and podcasts. And then we have Philen as well. Yeah, we have our people around. There. I'm always surrounded by people. You see, success doesn't come when you're on your own. You need people around you. So better, you better reconcile with your family members. You better just go and say sorry. You know, hug that person, buy them lunch, and tell them, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. Come on, let's do things together, okay? And don't run away from that marriage. If both of you are willing to work on things, please work on things. Don't run away. Don't don't break relationships, okay? 
Instead, you're better off with a greater network. The more, the merrier, the better. If you're two, look for a third one. If you're three, look for a fourth one. If you're 10, look for the 11th one. That's why Jesus never did things on his own. Have you ever noticed? And even when he sent his disciples, he sent them two by two, never one. Are you getting it? Two by two. In fact, two in the Bible simply means the matter is established and must come to pass. Can I read for you? Dualism in the Bible, anything that is in twos, shows the matter is established and must come to pass. It's established, okay? The matter is established and must come to what? To pass, okay? So, remember Joseph interpreting dreams for Pharaoh? And then Pharaoh dreamed the same thing twice, yeah? He dreamed the same thing twice. He dreamed about chiefs um, of wheat, or corn swallowing the thin ones. And then he dreamed of thin cows, no, the thin sheep swallowing the fat ones. And then fat cows swallowing thin, uh, 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 fat cows being swallowed by thin ones. So, so Joseph interprets the dream to say, look, it's the same thing, but it's been given to you twice to show that the matter is established and must come to pass. You see that? The reason the matter has been repeated is because it's established and it must come to pass. Are you getting it? That is the book of Genesis chapter chapter 41. Yeah? I'm looking for the verse. I'll get it right now. Yeah? I will I'll get it to you later because it doesn't really matter. You can you can look it up later. But two in the Bible means the matter is established and must come to pass. That's why Matthew 19 says if any two agree as touching anything yeah if any of two agree touching anything it shall be done by who my father who is in heaven okay glory to god i must get you that scripture honey please help me get the scripture the the place where joseph interprets is genesis 40 something yeah 40 or 41 just help me look for it where he says the matter is repeated twice because it's established and must come to pass. I just need to get you the quotation so that you're able to read for yourself. I can see my wonderful people are online. My precious wife is online too. Though she's in the studio, she says, um, love you so much, my dapper husband. I love you, my chichi, my lulu. Yeah, she's so beautiful. I fell to do a God bless you, my dear. Love you so much. Banyanda husband says, next time, man of God, guide us on money and marriage. But that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Don't fight your spouse, okay? Forgive your spouse. And my wife has been teaching every Wednesday. Beautiful teachings. That if you find a weakness in your spouse, like last Wednesday she was teaching, that if you find a weakness in your spouse, teach them, train them. Instead of hitting the roof and blowing up, teach them and patiently wait for them to change. This person loves you. They left their parents and live with you. How much more should a person do? Sure. How much more should a person do? They left everything for you. They're living within the same house. They're sleeping within the same bed. They eat the same food. In fact, they clothe you. They, they nurse you. That's a wonderful person called your spouse. So if they make a mistake, why not just forgive them? And then teach them if you know what to do. If you don't know what to do, get help. We are here. We can help you. God has given us tremendous grace in the area of marriage and relationships. Okay? You see, God has called us to do four things. One is revealing the word of God and the power, the apostolic power, where prophecy flows, 
signs and wonders. See, if you listen to me and you're sick, you'll start getting healed. After some time, you'll even forget you're sick. There's no one sick in my environment. Nobody. Not one person is sick in my environment. No one goes to hospital in my environment. So if you listen to me long enough, you'll never go to hospital. I don't even have to pray for you. My, the atmosphere around me is a healing atmosphere. So God has called us into the apostolic, the revelation of the word of God and the supernatural power of God, including prophecy. Then number two, we've been called into worship through music because we are called as musicians, creating songs of worship, especially brand new songs, to worship the beauty of holiness, to worship God Almighty. Okay. And then number three, God has called us to restore marriages, family, relationships, marriages, to teach people what the Bible says about these things so that you are successful, blissful, and happy in your family. And then God has called us to restore finances, to teach people to be prosperous and successful in the things they do. Which is why every time I come to you, I will teach always on those four things. Worship, money, uh, family, and what else? Worship, money, family, and the revelation of the word of God. That's our purpose on the face of the earth, okay? Glory to God. How did you find it? Okay. Uh, as soon as you find it, please let me know. Yeah? Glory to Jesus. So, it's not good for a man to be alone. You want to be successful. You know, usually, people just want me to give them the formula. Come on, show me what to do so that I can wave my hand and a million dollars comes. No, that one million dollars will come to you if you're in collaboration with someone else. It's not good for you to be alone. Genesis 2.18, it's not good for a man to be alone. So one of the first, most important things is family, marriage, husband, wife, be in agreement. If any two agree touching anything, it shall be done. Okay? Glory to God. Yeah? If any two agree concerning anything, it shall be done. Are you getting that? Glory to God. Okay. Let's... Uh-huh. Oh, Genesis 41:32. So the Bible says, yes, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It's because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. So when you look at Matthew 18, 19, the Bible says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything too, as touching pragma, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Genesis 41 verse 32 says, The matter is established and will by God and will soon come to pass. So you want money. You want financial success. Be in agreement with somebody. This is not a small thing. This is God's wisdom for success. Be in partnership with somebody. Be in agreement with your spouse. If you disagree with your spouse, your pragma is not going to be done. The pragma tumor is not going to be done. Most of Christians are struggling in their careers because they fight with their spouses all the time. And then when you go to work, you also fight with your boss. When you go to your station, you fight with your colleagues. Ever fighting. So you cannot have money and fight at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, hear the wisdom of God. Prosperity never comes during war. You cannot build during war. You cannot be fighting with somebody and build a business at the same time. You cannot grow your finances and be fighting with your spouse at the same time. You cannot be a successful employee fighting the boss at the same time. You cannot be successful as a team player fighting your colleagues at the same time. War and prosperity don't go together. Prosperity comes during peace. That's why Jesus always greeted people by saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be unto you. 
Peace be unto you. Peace. He always said peace, peace, peace. Do you know what peace is? The word shalom in the Bible is a state of tranquility, prosperity, ease, healing, fulfillment. That's what peace is. So you need to have peace at home. Are you getting that? You need to have peace with people. The Bible says as much as depends on you, live in peace with everybody. If you cross someone, please apologize. If you have been crossed by somebody, please forgive them. Okay? You will succeed, I promise you. All right. Have you noticed that the most, the more, the brokest people, especially if you, if you look at social media, sometimes people like criticizing us you know, on social media. We, we love fashion and we dress in ways we like. And some people don't like it. So they keep criticizing. Now, when you look at them prophetically, they are all broke. All critics are broke. They don't have money. So they think by tearing the rich down, somewhat they'll get the money. Look at how foolish it is. Because if you criticize, you're in disagreement. If you're in disagreement, you cannot fulfill your pragma. You can't occupy. It won't work. Because you go criticizing people at work, then you get fired. Wherever you go, you're ever being fired because of a critical tongue. That's why I call them idiots. Okay? The Bible calls them bastards because they cannot be corrected. You see, they're ever tearing things down. They're idiots and bastards according to scripture. Okay? And I don't spare them. That's exactly what I call them because that's what the Bible calls them. Are you getting that? So avoid strife. Matthew 5.25, the Bible says, Come to terms quickly with your opponent while you're on the way to court, or your opponent may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you'll be thrown into prison. And the Bible says you will not come out of prison until you've paid to the last farthing. It's about money here, do you see? Agree. Okay? Agree. Because when you go to court, going to court itself is called pragma. That matter in court is a pragma. And for pragma to come to fruition, for it to be called pragma to your mind, occupy till I return, Luke 19 verse 13, for it to be that, there is need for agreement. Okay? I hope you're getting it. Glory to Jesus. He's so wonderful. I feel his presence all over me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, Peter talks to Ananias saying, in Acts 5 verse 4, yeah, financial honesty. He says, while it remains, he and Ananias sold property and lied and said, look, I didn't sell it for this amount. So he lied to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you need to have financial propriety. You need to be a person who is honest when it comes to money. Be honest, okay? The Bible says, if you're not trusted with unrighteous mammon, no one will trust you with the true riches of heaven, okay? So Acts 5 verse 4 says, While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own? Or was it not in your own power? Why have you then conceived this thing, pragma? This thing, pragma. Why have you then conceived this pragma? This occupation that is not in agreement with the ways of God. Why did you consider this pragma in your heart? You have not lied unto men, but unto God. You see, it was pragma. It was an occupation. These guys were in the land business. That was their pragma. They were in real estate, dealing with land and its development. And they were not in agreement with the word of God. Neither were they in agreement with the church leaders of their time. Peter, who was ready to bless, but they lied to Peter for whatever reason. And that did not please the spirit of God. They did not have financial honesty. You need to be honest. Don't steal money. Don't cook books. Okay? Be honest. 
you will get rich. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, the majority of rich people on the face of the earth are financially honest because their books are checked rigorously. They are subjected to the rigor of accounting processes. Okay? Their books are audited rigorously. And that's the reason why they can do business for years in different nations, different jurisdictions, because of financial honesty. But most poor people think rich people have stolen, which is the reason they continue being poor. If you want to be rich, please learn from the rich. Learn from the one who can demonstrate it, the one who can show you what to do. In school, you learn the theory. But for you to be rich, learn from a businessman or a businesswoman. After you've studied in school, go to some person in your same area. And even if it means volunteering, work for them as an apprentice so that you learn. It's called apprenticeship. Learning hands-on from somebody who knows how the job is done. It's those who practice apprenticeship that become rich, not the highly educated. Those who've learned on the ground how business is done. Because on the ground, it's different from the way it is in school. It's totally different. You get that? So don't criticize the rich. Don't have this negative attitude towards rich people. Instead, make friends with them so they can teach you these things. So they can teach you these wonderful things. Make friends with them. Okay? Visit them. Let me tell you something about the rich. They are some of the most friendly people you can ever meet. Now, the fact that a rich person told you, no, I'm not giving you money, doesn't mean they're mean. You see, money is not given until there is value. And that's one thing that rich people know. The reason they're rich is because they give money to where value is. So you can't just say, oh, give me $10. They'll tell you no. Where's the value? What are you selling? You understand? So usually poor people think the rich person is mean because he's always telling me no. Yet he went and bought something that's so expensive and I only asked for $10 and he refused to give it to me. He's such a mean person. And then they misquote the scripture that it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle and for a rich person to get to heaven. The Bible says the one who depends on trust in their riches will not go to heaven. We should trust in God. But that does not mean we shouldn't be rich. I hope you're getting it. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Okay, so Romans 16, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church, which is at Cancria, all right, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business. The word business there is pragma, where we derive pragma to my from, occupy till I return, pragma to my until I return. That assist her in whatever business she has need of you. Now, do you see the power of collaboration? That for you to succeed, you need assistance. That's what the Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone. I'll send him a help me suitable for him. So that when he's doing pragma, when he's in business, he has help. Do you see? So Paul is saying, I'm sending to you, Phoebe. Please help her in that business, that pragma. Okay? Because she has been a sakara. Okay, of many and of myself also. That Phoebe has helped me. So when she comes over, help her as well. So the ministry of Jesus Christ is about help. Giving help to each other. Are you getting that? Which is why you need to learn to live with people. Oh yes, they will hurt you. Yes, they will disappoint you. But that's how you grow. When you forgive them. When you embrace them. Okay? You'll also find out that you're hurting people too. You're disappointing people too. You're letting people down too. So we need to forgive each other. 
The kingdom of God is not about the perfect. The kingdom of God is about those who are being perfected. Glory to Jesus. Okay? In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 1, the Bible says, Does any of you, having a matter, pragma, against another go to law before the unjust and not the saints? So you see, a legal problem is a pragma as well. So lawyers do pragma to my. Okay? So a court case is called pragma. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 1, If you have a pragma, a court case, don't sue each other if the matter can be resolved within the church. Okay? If you have wise people who have the Holy Spirit, they should help you reconcile and they should help you settle pragma, the matters that you are dealing with, instead of having to go to court. Okay, you get that. But even if you are to go to court, the lawyer will handle the pragma. The lawyer will do pragma to your mind. So you, lawyer, that's your calling. And if you do it in collaboration, see, that's why lawyers usually open their firms and they call it a company. A company is one person plus others. There's a board of directors. The reason companies succeed is because there are many minds that have been brought together. So stop being a loner, okay? I don't have this notion that if you are three, then it, there won't be enough to go around. That's not true. If you're three, the more you are, the more you learn. Believe me, that's what the Bible says. That's the wisdom of God. Are you getting that? Hebrews 11 verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things you hope for. It is the evidence of things. Pragma. The word things there is pragma. Not seen. Faith is the evidence of the business you have not seen. When you believe, pragma. Faith is the evidence of things. Pragma. Not seen. So there's money you've not seen yet because you've started business. When you have faith in Christ Jesus, it's the evidence of that pragma, that thing you have not seen. Isn't that beautiful? So your business is wrapped up in faith. Faith in business, faith, when you have faith in the business God has given, in the pragma God has given you, then faith in that business is the evidence of profits you haven't yet seen. Isn't that wonderful? Now, if you study Luke 19 verse 15 to 23, let me just read quickly. Uh, 19 verse 15, the Bible says, And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Now, it's a very long Greek word there. To gain by trading is dia pragmatiomai. So pragmatiomai is the trade, the business you do, the job that you do. Gaining is dia, dia pragma mind. So he says, how much did you gain by trading? I gave you the talent of being a doctor, a healer, a singer, a dancer. How much have you made out of dancing? How much have you made out of singing? How much have you made out of painting? How much have you made out of anything that you do, pragma? How much have you pragma to your mind? In quotes. Okay. Now, so dia pragma to your mind is to thoroughly and earnestly undertake a business for the sake of gain, profit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to make profit. There are Christians who are embarrassed to make profit because some missionary taught you that you should be poor. They didn't teach you scripture. The Bible says here, dear pragmatioma is making profit. Have you made profit? You need to cost your goods in a way that makes profit. Don't be shy about it. Don't be embarrassed about it. A lot of people are poor because they cannot realize finances. 
They cannot handle receivables. They are afraid to pick up the phone to call the person that owes them, saying, please pay me my money. You understand? For you to break out of poverty, be bold enough to demand for payment. Ask to be paid. Be bold enough to be paid. Ask for it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't fear asking to be paid. Okay? Don't fear. Are you getting me? A lot of your own money. But when you pick up the phone, you start feeling a bit embarrassed. That maybe they'll think I'm money hungry and all that. Don't worry what people think. Don't care about people's opinions about you. You need to care about what God says about you. Not what people say about you. Did they not call Jesus a glutton? Did they not call him a, a, a devil? Did they not call him a sinner? The Holy One of God. They call him names. It doesn't matter. So don't fear costing. If I do work for you, tell me how much it costs. If you do work for somebody, cost that thing. Say, look, this is going to cost you $10. This is going to cost you $100. This will cost you $1,000. And when you've done the work, stretch your hands out and say, pay my money. Pay. You understand? God expects you to make profit. He wants you to be profitable. Okay? You see, a lot of people are afraid of commerce. The moment you hear, oh, it's commercial, then you start feeling embarrassed. You start retracting from it. God wants you to be commercial. He wants you to make profit. And the reason people don't make money is because they think it's immoral to make money. They think it's wrong to make money. They think it's greedy to make money. There's no way you can make money and at the same time you think it's immoral. Your heart will reject it. Your heart will reject the profit. Your heart will reject the proceeds. So you'll remain in penury and poverty because there's conflict within you. You don't like profit. You think there's something wrong with it. Because, you see, missionaries have taught you to be poor. Because, especially in, in most ministries, missionaries swear the oath of poverty. They swear to be poor. So when they preach to you, they preach to you telling that poverty is a good thing. But poverty is the, is the reason people steal and kill each other. Poverty. It's not a good thing at all. Jesus became poor that you might become rich. He became poor that you might become rich. So you shouldn't be poor. The first thing you must get out of your mind is that poverty is a good thing. That it's a sign of humility. It's a sign of morality. That if you don't have so much money, then you are clean. And then people have this notion that having money is a sign of filth. That's why they say somebody is filthy rich. Someone is filthy rich. So riches is associated with filth. That's why you don't have money. Because you think the moment you have it, you will be filthy. That's the reason why even the rich man will tell you, oh no, I'm not really rich, I'm just average there. Because they're afraid to be seen as rich. There's something immoral attached to riches. And that makes it hard for people to make money. You cannot confidently go for something you know is immoral. You can't. You'll have to hide. But for you to pragmat your mind, to occupy until Jesus comes, you need to be bold enough to make profit. You need to be bold enough to charge properly. If you're selling chickens, charge properly. Don't be exorbitant and don't be too cheap either. Look at the going rate in the market and charge properly. And when somebody takes your chicken, tell them, pay. Pay me. I've worked. Pay my money. Don't fear. All right. Have you ever noticed how hard it is for you to ask for money? Have you ever worked for your pastor and you decided to sheepishly smile and say, <laughs> it's okay. Yet it's your career. And you pastors, you need to get out of using your church members. The fact that you have grace doesn't mean you take advantage of somebody who runs a taxi service 
and then they keep transporting you from one place to another for free. That's their pragma. Jesus expects them to make profit out of the taxi business. And you go there with your grace and your anointing, taking advantage of a person's business. So when Jesus asks, what profit have you made? Dear pragma to your mind. They say, oh, I serve the man of God. Come on, men and women of God, give people a break. Let them make profit. Glory to Jesus. Omonene Moses saying, wow, following God, bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we are teaching deep things here. Glory to God. Onyandu says, don't seek the approval of man, but the approval of God. That's right. People will always call you names. Yeah. When I call them idiots on Facebook, they say, this man of God is angry. I'm not angry one, one bit. There's no bitterness in my heart. I'm full of love. But if you're an idiot, I will tell it to you. Because the Bible says so. If you're a bastard, I'll tell you. You're acting like a bastard. I have a solution. I have a way out. Ask me and I'll show you how to remove yourself from being a bastard, how to remove yourself from being an idiot, to becoming a citizen, a person with a global mindset. Glory to Jesus. You know, I was watching uh, Major One, Prophet Major One. It's one of the people, one of the great men of God that I follow who teaches me prophecy. Now imagine I don't care your opinion about him. All right? I'm a success anyhow. All right? So... He was giving bursaries to 5,000 students, paying school fees for 5,000 students. Now, some lady asked him, she says, you have to go to the internet and then register and all that. The lady asked him, how about those who are from up country who might not have internet? Do you know what he answered? He said, can you get your mind out of this local mindset? Get your mind out of that local thinking and become globally minded. That's what you call citizenship. A local mindset is called an idiot, idiotas in Greek, okay? Local, your mind is in the village. You're thinking like a villager. That's called being an idiot. So you're telling him, can you stop being idiot and start becoming citizen? I have a teaching on this, from an idiot to a citizen, okay? When I call them idiots, people think I'm insulting them. You see, when you're narrow-minded, which the Bible calls a blockhead, or a dullard, or a pillock, or a pudding head, or a pinhead, or an imbecile. All those are biblical words. But people think they're insults. Ah, when Paul called the Galatians foolish Galatians, as in barbarians, that's what he called them. Who has bewitched you? You see, you've got to understand the word of God. When you're dealing with us, who God has given tremendous wisdom, you've got to read carefully the things we write. So he told them, look, even if you're as poor as what, there must be a mobile phone around where you are. Can you go to the one who has it, who has a, a, an email account, and then use that to register? I want to pay your fees. And you're telling me you're too poor to register. It's not rubbish. Yeah? You see, somebody can be so poor that they even reject help. You want to help them, they tell you, I don't have a mobile phone, so don't help me. You see, that mindset. He said, be globally minded now, not idiotous. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus is wonderful. So, dear Pragmatioma, is doing business to make profit. So, profit is good. Money is good. Being rich is good. Until you settle that, you'll always struggle with finances. You can't attract something you think is bad. You see, if it is bad, your heart will reject it. If money is bad, your heart will reject it. Accept that money is good. It's the love of money that's not good. We love people and use money. We don't love money and use people. Okay? So Luke 19, 16, 17, the Bible says, Then came the first saying, Lord, your pound 
has gained 10 pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, have authority over 10 cities. 10 again. I'm giving you responsibility to be extremely rich. You're going to have 10 cities. How many people have even one city? Look at that. Because you made profit. The word gained there is prosergazomai. Like proceeds. Your one pound has produced so much profit. You see, I have made 100% profit. Honey is it 100%. 100% profit. Then the master says, now I'm giving you 10 cities. Look at that. Riches. The guy's just shot up in riches. Real estate. And everything that has to do with running of a city. How amazing is that? So, prosergazomai is the Greek word for gain that proceeds from the money itself. That means the guy was in the money market, in stock exchange, money market. He made profit because he traded in the money itself. There are people God has given that, that, that pragma, the ability to know how to deal in money, exchange and all that, banking and all that. If that is your talent, please go for it. That's your ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. Luke 19 verse 18 to 19. And the second came saying, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise unto him, be also over five cities. The word gained there is now different. It's not prosergazomai anymore. Now it's poyeo. Poyeo is being in an industry, creating something, making things, making pots, making steel, making cars. That's called poyeo. Are you seeing that? So Luke 19 talks about any business you could ever do. Anything you could ever do, including manufacturing of things. Running industries, poyeo. That is prosergazomai, which is money market, selling money itself, okay? Like, you have $100 and you want to change it to Kenya shillings. Now, the proceeds from that exchange is what we call prosergazomai, okay? Dia pragmatomai is making profit out of the thing you sell, okay? Glory to God. All right. Now, there's another one here. In Luke 19, verse 20, 21, the Bible says, And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is your pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared you. You see, that's where most Christians are. They are afraid to make money. They are afraid to do business. Because people say, you are commercial. You are too money-minded. You need to be money-minded. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in himself, so is he. You cannot make money if you're not thinking it. You have to be money-minded. You have to be profit-minded. But don't use people. Love people. When you become rich, help people. You see, we are preaching these things and teaching you these things for free. Because we love you. We care for you. Okay? Glory to Jesus. Alright? Now, this guy says, I decided to hide this money. I didn't invest at all. You decided to hide your talent. Oh, I've been singing, not making money, so I stopped singing altogether. I've been dancing, I've not made any money, I stopped it altogether. I used to be an acrobat, I used to do all these acrobatic shows, and, I, and COVID came, now there's nothing, so I stopped that. I chose to be depressed instead. Come on, get up and do your comedy again, do your acrobatic moves again, dance your dance again, sing your song again, dust those files, go back selling tomatoes again, and onions, and kales, and cabbages, and the broccoli, and celery, Okay, all those things, capsicum, sell them again. 
the fact that you failed the first time doesn't mean you're going to fail the second time. I like talking about Colonel Sanders. By the way, the guy was in his 80s, right? When he was 89 years old, I think. He gave his life to Jesus Christ, the guy of KFC. So KFC has the story of salvation. No wonder it's so successful. Yeah, he got saved. Colonel Sanders was the, the guy with the foulest mouth you could ever know. And he was violent. He's, he fought and fought. That he, he lost jobs and businesses because of being violent and foul mouthed. But at 65, he made his first break with KFC at 65. Do you realize it's not too late? You can start at 65 and change the world with your franchise. The way KFC is all over the world. It succeeded at 65. It's not too late for you. Get out of depression. Don't say, oh, I'm in my mid-40s. I have nothing to write home about. You know, there's nothing to my name. Start now. Then do your pragmatic mind. Occupy till Jesus returns. Okay? Get up. Get out of that depression. Get into partnership with somebody. Start doing business. Start making some money for yourself. Okay? Make profit. That talent of yours, it doesn't matter whether you're young or old. As long as there's talent in you, it will make money for you. I remember when I was in high school, I used to be a photographer. So I always carried a camera. You know, I love photography and videography. So I always carried a camera with me. So I would go to class with my camera. And if I saw something extraordinary, or a teacher walks in and they're looking nicely dressed, I would say, excuse me, madam, may I take a picture of you? And they'd say, oh, okay, smile. And then I would click. And now to develop those days, it was Kodak and Fuji and stuff. I don't know if you guys remember those things. Uh, it was not all this digital stuff. So we'd go to the studio, photo studio, and, and process them in a dark room. And then by Friday, I would announce, if you took photos with, 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 with Helen, then please go to cubicle number 7B, Kirkley House, because it was a boarding school, and get your, your photos. So they would pay me money. So I used to make money in high school. We were allowed to do business. I thank God the high school I attended allowed us to do business. Okay? They allowed us to do pragmatic money. Okay? So I needed no pocket money. I did business to make money. Photography. The entire weekend I would walk around with my, with my camera. And because they allowed our family members and friends to visit us over the weekends. And people always love to capture the moment. All right? So I would always be there to click away and click away and click away. And I made enough money to take care of myself throughout high school because I came from a poor family. But I wanted to break the back of poverty. So I started Pragmatiomai when I was a very young person. You get that? And straight after high school, I began to solve this music problem, teaching music. And that's how I made my first million, teaching music. Teaching people how to sing. Teaching people how to play musical instrument. And ladies and gentlemen, we are still doing the same business. We are still teaching, my wife and I, we still teach music. We still teach people how to sing, how to play musical instruments. You know, we get them to do international exams. And our patron is the Queen of England. Okay? Glory to God. Are you getting me? Jesus is wonderful. I can see man of God, Bennett from Yaounde, Cameroon watching. God bless you. Love you so very much. Eric Obiero says, so encouraging watching. God bless you. God bless you. Love you so very much. Hallelujah. Anyando's Osborne says, wow, inspiring, inspiring. Thank you, Apostle. Do you realize you guys are sitting on money? You're just sitting on money because you're afraid to make money. You're afraid to go out there and use your talent. I made money out of photography. And by the way, I still do photography. That's why every time we put pictures on Facebook, can you see the story now? 
And some say, oh, you're dressed like this. We will, we will take pictures, even of bikini, I tell you. Because we are also models. It is a pragmature mind. Modeling is an occupation. How did you know that men wear underwears? Until you saw somebody modeling it in a magazine. And they say, how dare you model that? You're an apostle. How dare you model that? You're a man of God. But the calling given to you is that of a model. It is pragmatic. Why are you poor? Because you're afraid of what people will say. You see, at some point, this, you know, a teacher once told me, that, are you sure you're going to spend the rest of your life playing your saxophone in a smoky pub? I said, but that's, if my calling is to blow the saxophone, I'll do that. And I made videos. Oh, after I made the money, they all became my friends. It's interesting. You are criticized until they see money. Are you getting me? Don't be embarrassed. Do that work. Sell the eggs. Don't be embarrassed. Don't let them tell you, glory to Jesus. Don't let them tell you, oh, after your degree qualification, you've gone back to selling eggs. You've gone back to selling fish. If that's what's in your heart, if that's what your talent is, if that's what you feel good at, if that's what you feel you can do, do it. They say, you have master's degree. Why are you back to the farm? Because Africans have this stupid mentality that if you're working in the farm, you never went to school. Can you get that out of your head? If it is your pragmatism, go back to the farm and plant those tomatoes. Go back to the farm and do sugarcane farming. Go back to the farm and do corn farming. Ladies and gentlemen, Joseph changed the economy of the world by planting corn, maize. Come on. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I bless you. I bless your talent. I bless your gifting. I bless your ability. Even if it is just photography. Even if it is dancing. Making people laugh. Late night news in the United States, in ABC, you know, NBC, all those CBN, all those great TV stations, late night news that made millions of dollars were done out of comedies. Comedians cost those TV stations to make millions of dollars. So if your work is to make people laugh, that's your pragmatism. I occupy until I return. That's why the title for this message is Making Money, Doing Business the Jesus Way. Hallelujah. Christians. Giving tithes and offerings is a blessed thing, but you're not going to make money out of that. You make money when you do pragmatumai, when you go for an occupation, when you do something you're good at. Are you an athlete? Do you play soccer? Do you know how to run? Are you a long-distance runner, short-distance runner? Do you do short put, javelin, hop, step, hop, skip, and whatever? What do you call it? Skip, hop, and jump. What is it? Hop, hop, skip, and jump. Is that what you're good at? That's your pragmatumai. Do you know how to play soccer? That's your pragmatumai. American football, rugby, that's your pragmatumai. There are people God has given the grace to be so good at many things. Do all those things. Do all of them. Okay? They used to say, oh, you, can, you are a jack of all trades, but a master of none. That's a narrow-minded way of thinking. The Bible says, plant your, you know, cast your bread upon many waters. Do many things. You need many streams of income. So that if one fails, the other one boosts you. If one is delayed, the other one feeds you. Okay. Glory to God. Evelyn Kavar says, powerful wisdom. Love you so very much. I hope you're getting help, you wonderful people. Yeah? You see, the Bible says... You are able, you will even reap where you didn't sow. 
Deuteronomy 6 verse 10 to 11. Deuteronomy 6, 10 to 11. When the Lord your God brings you to a land that he promised to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he'll give you large and beautiful cities that you didn't build. Houses filled with every good thing that you didn't supply. Wells that you didn't dig and vineyards and olive groves that you didn't plant. When you eat and are satisfied, he says, don't forget your God. When you start doing your pragma, you'll also start getting things for free. Are you getting it? But no one is going to give you something for free if you're not in the business. If somebody realizes that you're in the car business, they tell you, oh, I have an old car just sitting in my backyard. Can you take it, you know, res resuscitate it and sell it for me? We'll split the proceeds. You see, you cannot be given a car to sell if you're not in the car business. All right? You cannot be given a house to sell if you're not in the house business or real estate business. You need to be doing something fast before anyone trusts you with anything for free. Glory to God. All right? And in Luke 19 verse 22, the guy that never did trade with the pound he was given, Jesus said unto him, Out of your own mouth will I judge you, you wicked servant. Imagine Jesus calls lack of profit. He calls it wickedness. You are calling riches wickedness. Jesus is calling lack of profit wickedness. Do you know that people will burn in hell because they didn't make money? And you think going to heaven is just praying in tongues all the time. Praying in tongues is important. After you've prayed in tongues, please go make some profit. Jesus wants you. It is a command. Do business. Pragmatumai until I return. When he returns, he'll ask you how you use your talent. Okay? Glory to God. In Luke 19 verse 23, he asked, Why then did you not give my money to the bank? Bank is trapeza. Now you know why our ministry is called trapeza TV. We just don't name things carelessly. He says, why didn't you give my money to Trapeza, the bank? Where money is found. Trapeza, oh glory to Jesus. Trapeza is the prosergazomai. Now, level of business. Making money out of money. All right? We are in the money market. One of the businesses we do, money market. Apart from real estate and music. Many other things that we do, okay? And we want you to get that grace as well. Alright? Glory to God. Jesus. Onyando says, oh yes, African mind is the source of poverty. We don't know what we can do best to generate money. You need to go out there and dance your dance until someone pays you for it. How did Michael Jackson make so much money? Dancing around and singing. Yeah. He sang and danced until he became a millionaire. And you know how to dance in your village. And you don't want, you're embarrassed because somebody said, look, we took this one to high school. We took this one to university. And now he's dancing all over the place. But that's your pragma. Dance your dance. Sing your song. Be a model. The church is so, sometimes the church is so narrow-minded that if you dress like a model, they think you are indecent. That you see the things that go on in their minds. They are unsanctified minds. That's the reason why we don't care. We do a pragma. Pragma to mind. Okay? We love modeling. We love fashion. In fact, very soon we're going to roll out Tropeza House of Fashion. You wait and see. Fashion House. Where we'll have all the models now strutting for real. Yeah? One of the businesses I've done in the past was training models. Okay? Then we take pictures. And then we use those pictures 
for magazines and billboards, you know, for advertising and marketing and stuff like that. So business without marketing cannot work. That's the reason why we love dressing in different ways. Now you understand, okay? That's why when somebody criticizes the way we are dressed, I call them idiots because you want me to be as poor and broke as you. You want to mess with my pragma. I'm not going to be answerable to you. I'll be answerable to God.